0: G'day superstars, g'day legions, peps here and today I have for you the 2023 Collingwood Magpies season preview. Now once again, I've reached out to the masses and I've analysed everything and I thought who am I going to get to come back and talk about the second greatest football club in the AFL and there was only two gentlemen that I could get to. It was sly, it was spook, and from the Collingwood rant, it's great to have them back for the third year, gentlemen. What's going to happen with the pies in twenty twenty three? Yeah,
1: we're going to
0: crash and burn. <laughs> well, that um, no, that's it's the thing I love about the two of you. Every yeah, other you know, Collingwood supporter is going to go, no, nah, no, nah, we're going one better. You guys, not nah, crash and burn. Just awesome. genuine honesty. Well, all I expect right. them to pick 100 this year. So, um, Tell yeah, I like what, to first of all, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming again. Like I said, the third year, it's been awesome that the previous years have a chat to you. But that is an interesting response that you're going to to crash and burn. So, I'm, I'm handing it over to you. Tell us, the Lace Out family and all the Collingwood supporters, why your opinion is probably different to 95% of the other Collingwood supporters out there.
1: I'll I'll jump in first because I I've made that a form gag, um, and obviously you, you think about this um, quite frequently about your footy club about how you think they they're, they're going to go and their prospects and all that sort of thing. The one thing that I keep coming back to with with um, with us last year is we won what was about eight or four hundred and twelve games by a kick. Yep. Um It was an absolute freak of the season, I, and it was very hard. And, and as much as I think you know the the king of the improvement for us was um, that, that sense of self-confidence and belief um, to pull themselves across the line that many times. Like I said, it was a freak occurrence. I just don't know whether you're going to see that happen. Well, you won't see it happen again this year, but I think things will be a little bit different around that and how that means in terms of translating into wins. That's the bit I'm not sure of. I still think we're probably um, uh, um, just sneaking to the, to the eights. That's probably where I see this, but it, it's, it's a mystery where I, I think we can go this year, mate.
0: That, that, uh, look, that's mind-blowing. Like I said, everyone that I've spoken to, uh, regardless whether they're Collingwood supporters, whether they're just general football supporters, full stop, have ranked you guys to be top four uh, even great great. Also, based on what uh, they for last well,
1: year. I was about to give you is you yeah. had brand of optimism. Uh, how old are you? I mean, going back, what's your vintage? Hey, I'm 47. I, yeah, I mean, I've
0: seen, I've seen the good times and I've seen the very, very bad times and I've seen a lot of footy over my life, yeah.
1: Well, if you are like to it, it's mostly bad time. Um, but Too me, I think we we'll make the finals, but the reality is there's just not enough class on that side. You know, you look at the... Richmond went out and got Tom a few years ago. Um, you know, Sydney got Buddy Flanken, not that that's equal to We Went out and got Dan McStay. He's not going to change guys that much. You don't have enough genuine class coming into the side. I mean, look at Melbourne's recruiting when they got May and Lever. They're two top 10 prospects, and that you've built your defence on those guys. So... If you look at our trading. I mean, there's a couple of guys that might be good money ball players, but I'm sorry, so we're very much created a difficult typical side, a very scrappy, competitive battlers with a good top end of talent, and a lot of patchwork fixes all over the ground. Still do not have a genuine key forward. Um, you're hoping that a couple of guys who recruited to play defense will stand up in Brampton and like Charlie Dean and you're hoping that, you know, how and that will go another year. So well, I don't think we'll be up there, but I think, you know, what happened in the finals last year is when push came to shove in both those games that we lost, we just didn't have star power to win those games. We didn't have someone to stand up and take command and go, you know what? I'm going to win it for us because it's the typical scrappy side. That's what we're missing. We're genuine stars.
0: From a neutral perspective, I thought the way that you handled yourselves in both. Look, let's be honest. What did you lose? You lost the Geelong game by with only a yeah. couple of points, and you lost the prelim by a point. Yeah, I think that prelim. Really, uh, Sydney, yeah, Sydney put the queue in the rack, and they basically yeah. were just playing to survive. You lost,
1: we lost game Because we let them get nearly six goals up. Yep. And we don't play that little ground particularly well either, but that's a, a, a tough issue. But I think the end result of that one masked some of the issues that that we have as a side. Uh, And, like, you you get a lot of people will still continuously say and serves me that we would have given Geelong a better run in the grand final than um, in in Sydney. Um, Yeah, I I don't see it as clean as that. I think, you know, certainly on the day, Geelong were just an absolute monster of a side. Um, I don't think anyone would have... No
0: one would have even got close. You might have got maybe two and a half quarters in. Yeah, and
1: so I mean, they, um, nothing to that was that final saying, we'll, we'll, we'll that bike. I don't mean, think it translate into the same outcome on, on, that, on the grand final. Draft. I mean, there you go, Geelong's only got Cameron. You know, anyone, I mean, they try to feel the sort of money ball fixes with um, Mitch Clark, I mean, a few years ago, and those sort of guys. You look at Geelong, they've always been in the final for about the last 400 years. <laughs> Since their previous wagon in 11, they went and popped up with some just money for the players and they were just finishing thereabouts. The last few years, they went out and got some really good players. I mean, they got Dangerfield a few years ago, but then they got Cameron and that Tom Stewart really stepped up and suddenly a Pam. So the reality is, if you don't have the first you can get there. You're very unlikely to win it. You can you definitely won. You know not I 27 losses. It's a fair body of evidence. So the one thing that annoys me with, our performance last year, not our performance actually. But one thing annoys me about sport is like, Oh, we've got to look at kick, still lost. That's all it that comes down to you win or you lost, you lose. We lost, so we lost by 1.100 points at the end. The results are saying you lost, and that's the way we should be looking at it. We need to improve. I mean, like the coaching staff, Nick Bacon's will probably win the Brownlow this year. Um, you get like some guys like the Gully who hopefully having an uninterrupted year get a few guys in like Darcy Mordy. I mean, they're genuinely classy players. But then you have a lot of journeymen. And I I think Nick Dacos is a really interesting case in point because you look at last year, you actually inject this guy who's obviously very, very talented and look at the dividend. That's what happens when you inject class. When you inject average players, you get an average turnout. Or you get a turnout where they play above themselves for a little while. When push comes to shove, they're just not up. They're not good enough. And in every great team, there are players who can win the game when it matters. Yeah. And in Collingwood, there's just not enough those guys and the way they've set up, and I blame the current coaching staff I blame the previous coaching staff, they are set up very defensively. Like, I mean, I always go on, on the rant about Farsi Moore should be forward, but shouldn't be back. Um, because he's a genuine talent. He could scare opposition. Instead, you've turned him into a fullback. Like, I'm sure there's coaches watching more up there and just going, Gives a shitty looking down there. Well, it'll take a few intercepting marks, but you know, you've got like someone like Carlton, you've got two key forwards. One of them just leading away, the other one just stand there and take mark after mark. So I think they need to set up more attackingly. I think they need to revamp the way they're structured, but I think they'll do it just because they have a genuine lack of feed positioners and they have a genuine lack of class and they're just constantly trying to mask gaps in that side and this is why after age because I we watched all this with Tom Haney back in the 70s and 80s and it is a typical common template rapid competitive teams get there and when push comes to shove they just don't have the star power to win the only two times they've done it is in 90 I and mean, in 2010 and you know they actually got talented teams that 90 side is really underrated um and 2010 this is the best I've seen at Columny, in all my time supporting them. Uh, and then since that we've sort of gone backwards, and it's like, yeah, we'll get this American guy who's never didn't, didn't know what football lost seven years ago. He'll be out for the football. And we look at this guy as a defender. He'll we'll play him as a centre-half forward. And like they're, they're doing out of a bit for what they can do. But you know, you play patrol players, and they're going to, apply, they gonna, fortunately, you know, sometimes they're just going to be exploited. Yeah. When you had in grand finals, great evidence of that. You had who? How it pulled out. No, sorry, Dolce can mm-hmm. pull back. Langdon at centre half. But actually had two undersized guys and you had Majek and
0: Fox your so two key forward. I think Majek has overproduced for what, the last five seasons? I wear mean, huge fans of Majek. Oh, I love like You know, in the couple, it was about two years ago, he was a bit, oh, is he going to go? Is he going to stay a little bit? of. You know, I was just like... Get him, get Melbourne, get onto him because he was he was almost like Luke. Uh, sorry, Jack Gunston. Like he, you would guarantee to get two to three out of him every week because just and I just love the way he plays. I went to both games at you beat us um, last year, and beautiful the, the the Queen's Birthday game, just great football, great attacking football. Um. But you're right though, it's you look at who they recruited. They picked up uh, three main ones. They picked uh, up Bobby
1: Hill. Okay. Bobby Hill, i like, like, he's got a, a lot of potential outside and he's a small forward, he'll put pressure on the other in terms of what who they pick up, I actually don't care that who you pick up as long as what well, you give away. Someone like Frampton, who's effectively been taken six sixty, whatever. Yep. Don't care. At that end of the draft, you're speculating anyway. You might as
0: well speculate on Exactly right. At that it's not it's not a big thing, but then you you go and recruit Tom Mitchell at pretty much you'll be thirty by the time halfway through the season. And you also then pick up uh, Dan McStay, who really hasn't set the world alight at Brisbane. No. And he's gonna be pushing twenty eight by the middle of the season as well too. So you've got two at the older end. Yeah. And the list doesn't change it much, and then you decide um, that your Ruckman. I know you had to free up some salary cap space, etc. But you've you've basically moved on a Ruckman, and now you've put your your Ruck stocks into Cox and Cameron. And, and if one of those two goes down, I, I don't see what the backup is. You've got probably your, your best forward is, if I'm wrong, let me know. Outside of my check, probably Jamie Elliott, who's. He's 30, he'll be 31, which is, you know, you look at him and you think he's only about 22. But well, he's, he hasn't probably been the most reliable as well too. So you, I mean, it's, it's just, again, with lack of class, I mean, you
1: can play the goalie on four, but then you're going to lose a lot out of midfield because that midfield, yeah. that, you know, class. far. But that's where you're constantly trying to shuffle players to, you know, address issues in the team. And they're very much like a typical title of the team. The sum of the parts is greater than the individual. But if it gets shut down, then it just, I mean, we saw it this year a couple of times when they lost. Even those games, as Spook mentioned, where we won, quarters in those games, we just looked lost. We looked like we were absolutely out of it. And you didn't sort of have the guys to just keep us going, you know, in general cruise mode. Yep. You just sort of comfortably keep the margin of free full goal We were just constantly struggling to get back in the game. And people need to remember, like a a number of games were against good teams. The Adelaide, North, Hawthorne, yeah, you know, all, you know, they were all bottom teams and so we struggled against them. Um, so, and you, had, um, you had five in the season concerning that uh, one of our major issues is our ability to score. I think we were averaging probably about 70, 80 points. Yeah. we're yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't blow anyone away. You know, we, we eked out a lot of those close wins, but, you know, I think in a lot of those cases, it was just, your grit and determination that drag us over the line, which is an admirable quality. I'm glad to see Hollywood have that. But you know, at the same time, you, you want your sides to be capable of kicking big scores. I think is, and I don't think bringing the McStayans naturally, no. you know, that, that's not going to translate. that. I think last year was a little bit of a transitional year. but you know, Melbourne struggled. long had the great year. Sydney were like second best team. I don't think that was a great team last year. We didn't, we didn't have Green ah, Fremantle as well. All the other teams sort of have really rocky years, but they look good in patches. But they didn't look consistently. Mm. And it's one of those years where I can see this year potentially a couple of sides beneath us really jump up. And in, I mean Melbourne's one of them. I know they say Carlton, but like I'm doubting you up. Um You know, a few of the sides could really just leapfrog them because they've got young talent who could go to the next level. And that uh, kind think, well, who's the young talent coming up? Once well, Nick Day and then. You know, guys like Guinness and McCreary, I think, well, you're going to improve, but how much are you going to improve from your baseline? I don't know. It's going to be huge. And this, I always believe, we have a year when you go from like dependence to like genuine dependence, you need improvement from two sources that you didn't expect. Yeah. i you know, taken out of, you know, some wild top five picks, so you think, okay, they'll get better. You need players to come out of sort of left field who are really going to inject some and talent and potential into the squad. I don't know where that's going to come from at the moment. And then on the flip side, you have a few guys on the wrong side of 30 who just fall away suddenly. Yeah, I mean, if you look at us, you'd have to say that Pendlebury's still our best player at the age of 92. Yeah, who's coming to, to usurp his position?
0: I mean, well, you've Nick, got it at the, probably the both ends of the scale. You've got Pendlebury at 35, and then you've got Nick Dacos all the way at, Eighteen, nineteen, and then where's it sort of sit in the middle? His brother, I think, um, came on leaps and bounds. I actually watched him once again. I thought he's, imp- I thought he's improved last year as well too. But you look at the. Uh, here's the thing that sort of stands out to me is it's not the wins and losses. It's 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 the percentage, which is the scary thing, and it slots beautifully into what you mentioned a moment ago regarding your points. Your percentage last year was one hundred and four point three one. All right. The next closest to that was 4% better which was the Bulldogs and then the next closest to that was 117. So what I'm saying is is that the, the two of you just scra- the Bulldogs just scraped in to make finals. Yeah. You just scraped in because it was games that you weren't either after the siren or you just got across the line, you know, round 23 was a perfect example against Carlton. We know what happened on Anzac Day, etc. There was Two other teams outside, which were the Blues and the Power, uh, who had percentages a lot better than yours. And you had even the Suns were 2% less than you. Yeah. I mean, It just goes to show that, yes, you get the wins, but they just weren't, they weren't convincing score-like wins. And you only had right. to have two of those, two or three of those results, two of those results occur and you drop out of the top four. And you have three of those or four of those results go the other way and you don't even make finals. So you are right. It is that, it is that balancing. But from what you're telling me and you're telling the listeners is that you don't think that, that trajectory is going to go up. It's actually I – mean, It'll go up. How much is going up? Like I
1: said, I mean, I, I think it would be concerning. It's like the bulldog to go back about 20 years without constantly making prelims. Yep. Twenty years. is yeah, but they looked always like preliminary finals. They never yep. actually looked like they were going
0: to beat one of the grand finals. No, they again. never looked like they were going to be a, a grand final team. They just, they did. They looked prelim, prelim, prelim. North Melbourne yeah. were the same a number of years ago as well too. And they did the right. same sort of thing. They just didn't get any further. And you probably could even throw Port Adelaide and St Kilda in for their years as well. They didn't seem grand final teams outside. Sorry, St Kilda did, did make those, those three. But they'd always, outside of that realm, just didn't push to that, to that next level.
1: That's what I feel like at the moment with the makeup up the side. I think that's where our standard is about freeling and you're going to need to be a little bit lucky. In that last game against Carlton too, uh, we in that game pushed us into the top four. So we're actually going into the top four in the last round. So, you know, you finish in the bottom half of the eight and that's another equation altogether. So, yeah, I, I'm going to make up for the league and I think that sides who I think are more improving than us because they are Better talent or better list they put together. I mean, even the Carl, they've just been knocking up talent after talent for years. I now, mean, whether they put it together in the field, I don't know. I mean, Essendon, we laugh at them for being in that. I think it's pretty funny that we've all been doing that. They've just been getting top 10 picks, so they've been putting together some real talent. Meanwhile, we're still looking for lateral solutions to address poor recruiting during the Buckley years and to make up for really bad selections like with Stevenson. You know, pick six, you've lost a pick six out of the side. Um, you, you know, uh, Trelaw was two pick sevens. That's two pick sevens. You know, technically gone out of that list. Um, you know, Grundy is a pick. You know, so it just sort of goes on. There's a hole in that in that list because before recruiting in about onwards, and because of that, they've always over the last five years they've spent trying to find lateral solutions, trying to find these left field solutions of white like guys. Take a pump on this guy and hopefully he'll really explode. And, you know, but it's unrealistic. I mean, how often is that going to happen? Well, that's a concern for me. I, you know, again, I think it's totally on. Right. off when it comes to colonies. I mean, you know, as was we believe this. You I've followed colonists for 50 years. Since so 2010, the colonists' squad we put together are just their templates. Like, even the actual W side of the put together is like, <laughs> template. No genuine forwards. I'll um, try, and will you know, I'll punch above me away. But when it comes down, to, when it comes to that one really important match, which we call the grand final, they fall just short, and then all my supporters leaving, guys, going, "I want all a valiant effort," and they all pat themselves on the back for being what a great club we are. And it's like we didn't win, um, and we might have won if you put a better list on the you know on the park. And you got it to 10 They had a really good spine, which is basically. Both Brown who were all top 10 picks, and Dawes in that year was worth like about a top yep. 20. And then had a real good midfield. Pendles, Daisy, Luke Ball are all top five picks. Uh, Dane Swan, retrospectively, would have been a top 10 pick. So, you know, Joey was a foot pick 14. So they got some, a lot of talent into that side. You don't have that at the moment. I uh, thought you looked really
0: quick. You know, I thought you looked really quick. But I don't know whether that was other teams just being looking slower. And what I mean is the way that you played, like the way that you'd go through the middle where, a lot, you know, the Buckley years were always around the boundary, always around oh, the boundary. Yeah. You started but going have- through the middle and, you know, speed kills. You get speed on the ball. Beautiful. Oh, oh,
1: well, oh, yeah. Ever reducing circles that just inevitably ended up in the third but there's In comparison, under fly, we we looked at far faster and a lot more attacking yeah. side. But we still struggled when we got down the point of the, to yep. the third. Um, that's good. That's still, I've got enough people probably play along that way this year. I think we'll still struggle with some of the scoring stuff. And it's like what you were saying before, though. You look at um, Carlton, you know, with, with their spine, Fernand and um, McKay. Uh, they're going to be the twin towers of unstoppable force if they stay in the park and, and they we still can deliver it to them. And that's sometimes the equation that, that you need. And that's something that we won't have this year. So it's still that great unknown about how this is going to pan out. Uh, I still think that Fly did an incredible job last year as as coach. Um I think awesome. a lot of the way that we won was above the shoulders. It'll be That's interesting that. to see what Carlton's a really good example because Carl a Carl's that squad with okay, you, know, you got Wettering, you got Walsh, um Crips, you know, Sars, you got all these, you know, top ten picks. And that one stage are eight two, and they ended up with the two for the they end up with Coleman medalist and the runner-up is one of their players. They've been and two Coleman's play for the
0: last two years, which I don't yeah. think has happened for for quite a long time for for the for two Coleman's in two consecutive years from from the same club hasn't been yeah, around
1: for a long time. To like the best dual midfielder because he just wins the ball time and time again. They should have beaten us by ten goals, but it's just from what I can see from Bost, he's exactly what like It's like: go in the half ball and then I have no strategy after that. Just kick it that way, you know. So. They should have dropped it into the final. So I think they're ineptitude more than anything lost the game against us. I'm not being inept, just say so they are incompetent. Because they lost that. And it was very much like hockey. Like, I've been in topside or run topside players, and then I lose to Adelaide. Like the that is going on here... You're almost have the yeah. north.
0: Yeah. yeah. That just game, I will say, was one of the funniest games, being a neutral supporter... It's actually one of the funniest games I've ever uh, watched. Neutral supporters at a f- local football game ignore the game that was on the ground, and everybody had their KO subscription to see if North would get across the line with against Collingwood on that day. And then to yeah. see them just trip over at the end was shattering because there was quite a number of Collingwood supporters that day, and were they hopping up left, right, and centre because North? We know they were. There was putrid, and then you know when you lift the barrel up. There's the stuff that's underneath the barrel growing. That's just don't want to go near. That's what North were last year. That's how bad they were. And to yeah. almost pinch it against to pinch to get. You
1: look at
0: how in lost case against the uh, the Under Twelve side. Oh. Yeah, 12 oh, funny. I did speak to I did speak to Waza King from uh, Eagle Nation about that. He goes, it was it was like a waffle team? A waffle team beat, beat Collingwood that day. never happened again?
1: But it was just... From memory, the goalie was suspended because he tackled Dangerfield and you can't do that because he just flopped. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. And Elliott was out and it's like two players from the side were taken out and that side just massively came down because they're relying on so few to, to carry the structure of that side. I, mean, I think this year is they have had a year under plan, whereas last year it still felt like the first half of the year that was still... Some of them were still married to the bucket game plan mm-hmm. You know, and, and the Buckley game play. I mean, you saw it. You know, the, the sport defensive they launched in the Buckley game plan, which still haven't come to fruition to this day. You know, they were just kicking around, showing advertising on the fences, going back to the other side. And I know a lot of players probably just felt like that was ingrained in them so much it was hard to totally shake So with one year under the belt with Fly, that's going to be advantage. But you know, usually, like when you look at a side, you go, okay, what's where's the improvement come from? It'll be a bit of natural improvement, but it's like. You get that with a or
0: two. I mean, you've got Grundy, so that'll all give you um, what's that word for a code? Perry? um yeah, it, what are we, I think it's Perry. Is that anything else? Anyway. Hold on, hold so, on. So I will get on that, that, that Grundy thing in a moment because you, you did bring up it up. But do you think moving him on was the right decision? Or I... where do you guys sit on that? And regardless, like, you know, everybody knows I'm a Melbourne guy but I'm just pushing that aside knowing that you've got the big American who when he's on, hey fantastic. I've seen him do it twice. Once against Melbourne last year, the other one was against Richmond in a prelim. How about that only seen him Melbourne do it again? And, and you got Cameron. So to to I know that he signed up his contract for for, for quite a long time. For him to move on, I know he's had his injuries etc, but was it a good move for the club to move him on? Was it? No, it wasn't a good move. I mean, they should have moved
1: him on three years ago yeah. when he won it seven years. They should have said, "Okay, we'll chop you around." Yeah, and I should have traded him out from position of strength. And it is not retrospect because I have to say this on the rant, so people can go, "Look it up." I was saying it's mm-hmm. back then. the so. was Once you won seven years, it should have been one up to win it. You can sign for 5 it We'll move you on. Um, they traded from position of weakness. So like they, you know, they got twenty-seven or what it was. But I think it's a win win scenario because Melbourne gets a rough the partner to the replace Liv Jackson and the partner, Max Gorm. And as a rough one, Brodie Grundy will finally hit a kind of midfielder on the chest with that. So that will finally happen. And it'll be good to see for a change. Look, Grundy is.
0: <laughs> <a> <laughs> put him in the middle. He's going to play off the wing. Actually, I don't know <laughs> where <laughs> they're going to put him. I just think that's going to be a great combo. I don't know how it's going to work, but. Grundy's an awesome rucker over. Mm. Statistically we'll get a thousand taps,
1: but when you look at to advantage, the proportion's really low, well, the ratio is really low. Yeah. Uh, when I remember looking at it years ago, still players like Chickenhead there, Carlton, who had like a 20, 30 less taps than him for the same amount of game, and yet were only like one or two taps to advantage less than him. So his ratio of taps to advantage isn't great. He often taps it to his feet. I mean, Dawn, I think is best right than that the last 20 years. So he might feature him a thing or two. Like he might say, Brody, Happen the guys wearing in the same jump as you. Try, try that. Red
0: and blue and ones, not the
1: other team. Yeah. Make it harder for everyone. Exactly you right. Know, like, you know I mean, in the grand final mean, in he got 60 packs, I think five, five, And we lost. In the prelim against GW, calling, you want to get 90 packs and he still lost. Yeah. I'm quite right. So I mean, throughout that period, he should have been given his first use of the ball. but it just didn't click. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think we were ever massive fans of his. Certainly, so yeah. I think if we go back over our uh, round episodes, he, he copped his fair old whack. Everybody. Um, he's, he's not a great overhead mark, also. I mean, the thing yeah. I like, like genuine rock and like Bourne, they'll take Mark's board and back. And that's when they're scary. Because, and particularly when they drop into the fence and they take that mark to shore for sure up the fence and that. Bourne's never genuinely been a great mark. He's, he's one of his, his strengths probably tapping it for himself and then running over the rock. That's a rock, though. He's brilliant. But well, his size, I don't think, is a brilliant run. I think there's a lot better options, which is obviously what the club thought. Why they thought, well, we'll just go with Cameron and Pops. We're not actually losing too much out of the run. Mm-hmm. we losing a little bit of secondary stuff with him as a rough brother, but It's like, you know, what the press will always make is we could keep cricket. they are still going to be able to keep wicket. They can bat, right? But your primary duty is That's to keep wicket.
0: It's your job to put it down your on-ballers' throats and take the no, and- um, yeah.
1: Um, so I was actually curious how he goes. I mean, I think it's funny you know, that I know, but now I don't, know, I don't care. But Fraser, <laughs> as a ruckman, he's very much like Matthew Cruiser and Josh Fraser, where are very reliant on the athleticism. Yep, and once that athleticism falls away, it's like you have enough tools, you know, on your belt to compensate. And I'm not sure they do. While that athleticism is there, though, they're great, you know. I mean,
0: Fraser gets unfairly aligned. He's early years of college, he's actually a really good. Yeah, he was actually Josh Fraser was very, very good for a long time. And yeah, then, and then he had a couple of knees and stuff, and he really sort of came down. And his friends were the same. Chris running the same was really, really, really good. Yeah, they um, were just struck down with injury. Nick Nat's another yeah. one. Like, Nick Knack doesn't do much around the ground. He's the opposite. Where his first ball use is probably the Brilliant, best it can be. But he's been struck, struck down. Like he's thirty plus this year he's only played hundred and seventy odd games. But you think he's been around for quite a long time and his knees have, have caused him issues as well, too. So if he can keep look, if they can keep fit, it's going to be awesome for my club. Um, and if it doesn't work out, well, then you've saved a bit of cash. So we'll see what happens. But there is a guy that I look at, and it, it blows my mind to think this guy came from Brisbane as a bit of a steak knives deal, and now That's he real. yeah, in he's one year B and F last year, just awesome. Like, would he be your next captain, Mister Chris? Mr. Jack um, think he'll be Darcy,
1: Law. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll think Darcy, but he'll be he'll be he'll be in the leadership team for sure. Yeah. he'd go close. If, if if it's done the way I believe it's done, and the players vote on it, still, that um, yeah. he won't be far off. Yeah. But I think I think Darcy will be the um he'll be the one. I mean, Darcy Bar- Bar- from the moment he showed up, sort of had leadership stamp on him. Uh, he was, you know speaks really well behind the scenes. But, I mean, he'd be my second choice for it. Why? Yeah. I thought it was going to be Jack Ginovan just to piss off the rest of the
0: world. I'll I'll be honest. Jack Ginovan is one of those players I can't stand. And the reason I can't stand him is because he's not at my club. Because, like I said, when you watch him live, that kid can play. He he, he is is good. And I think he put intention on himself at the start of the year, which probably got overblown a little bit. But if you just, Take the hype away and watch him play. Brilliant, brilliant young player.
1: Love He's him. Thirty-eight goals. Yeah. I mean, second, second and all. I mean, the for us, he, he can find it and he can kick it. Yeah. The other thing this year, I, I think they've got to tell him look, lot. You take a high tackle, still going so, yep. you still know, to get the ball out. So you know, get a ball out at all costs. Keep the ball moving, so that way it doesn't look exactly like you're playing for a free and full play stop. You know those
0: um, you know those free kicks that he was cop like. Getting, yeah, it reminds me of the man cat in cricket. Like, yeah, it's there, but you shouldn't do it because just the way it looks, take yeah. that out of him, take that out. Like, what he kicked 38 last year from a small yeah. forward perspective, absolutely stunning. There wouldn't be too many other small forwards that would have kicked more than 38 last year. And while I'm yeah. talking small forward, I'm not just talking like a gunston or whatever who plays not in one of the big spots. Uh, Cosy Pickett would have been one. He would have been the other. Charlie Cameron. Outside of those, I don't think there would have been other, many others that would have kicked close to that 40 mark. So he's, he's a special one. He is a special one.
1: Right, and he's still got plenty of upside too.
0: I think, um, plenty of upside. He's not picking goals. He wasn't
1: doing much else. Um, I, mean, I think that's probably an area of his game that will look to, to draw him into the, into the play a lot more. He was pushed up the ground, I think, a fair bit in the second half of the season just, I think, to Try and get some touch or be pulled out of the spotlight for the clothesline. lining. Um, but I think if he can develop that side of his game, he be very, very, very good for us. Well, him and McCreary, like they each have to learn from each other because McCreary's yeah. defensive side is brilliant. brilliant, get enough. To, you know, they can get the ball, but his defensive side just doesn't have enough to it. So, if they can actually learn a little bit from one another, that'd be great. But like I said, if, you know that, look, I, don't, I don't care. If players play for three. Bell oh, has been doing it hundred years.
0: We know. We know umpires won't yeah. know what to do with themselves. Yeah, this
1: year. yeah. I'm going to just keep the ball moving. So when like you play for the free, just don't kill the play. If you don't get for free and you've killed the play, then the ball is just stops. So um, just keep the ball moving. Take whatever balls you want. Keep the ball moving. So if you don't get for free, yep. get the ball hopefully in one of your teammates' hands.
0: So looking into looking into the future, um, obviously you've had your drafts. Etc. So far, what have you heard? Who's setting it, as we would say, who's setting it alight at the moment? Who, who's someone that you know? If, if the Collingwood supporters aren't looking at training and the reports as much as, as as you guys are, what's what have you heard on the on the Twitterverse? What have you seen on the Rumour file? What have you? Who, who's like who's someone that hey, you know what? The older brigade going alright, but someone that a name that nobody would know much about. That's hey?
1: So, I do have an answer for oh maybe a bit. But I mean, the team is a ripping up in the dragon gets on the paper. Yep. But uh, both the older and you. I mean, the Oscar Allen, who they've drafted is apparently a beautiful ball user, which will, you know, Camper Collingwood. Uh Franklin's name, suddenly enough, popped up a few times. And yeah. I I know someone who knows him and, and he comes highly rated. Um why he's never clicked and 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 made the most of his, his limited opportunities, that's a mystery. I guess we might find out. This year, that's the reason why. Um, but he's someone,
0: you know, as a key player, who could be hopeful to look at uh, the liver. Well, he's been at Port Adelaide, and you know, what Port Adelaide a lot. They, they yeah. usually stick with, you know, you that midfield group who they've had, Oak, Wines, Grey.
1: No, he's he's very, very, very him. difficult
0: to break into that. Now, he's probably gone the wrong year because Gray's left, Oak will be on his last legs. Wines. Know, still going to be doing his thing. So he, this would have been his season, but he thought, you know what? I've, I've given it my shot. I've been there for a while. If I'm not getting it here, I'll go somebody else. And if Colleen would have said, "Hey, listen, we'll play you," yeah, the decision's quite simple. It's a career, and we you know players are changing clubs. Talking about changing clubs, and, I, and I'll get back to it. Just pr- pricked my mind. Uh, Ollie Henry, Jack Ollie Henry. Oh, you know, not you
1: don't know, use the Steelers on this, do you?
0: No, nah, not really. But you weren't obviously not too happy with him pulling up stumps.
1: No, no. I, I think the,
0: the the reasoning
1: given was, was like you're homesick when you're interstate. state. You can't be homesick when
0: you're forty five minutes. minutes away.
1: But, yeah, I think that 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 really knocked the the wind out of the sails for me with him. That you know, it's, it's, look, it's players move, people change jobs in the real world. It's yeah, it's part and parcel, but when that's your reasoning, it just doesn't stick. Oh, because he's got obvious talent, got a lot of talent. Um, I mean, he ends up with you long, which I don't know, did you say these things publicly? It? Yeah. Scuttle He might have been told by a certain club that he don't perform so well and we'll pick you up in the draft if you slide. And he ends up at that same club. I mean, when that's a scuttle so and now he's at that club, so I don't know, you know, Colin just seemed like a holiday for him for a couple of years and he was always going to go there.
0: Yeah, it was just a real strange one because he sort of came out, he sort of came out of nowhere and like, where's this kid come from? And he had a good year, like he had 22 22 goals in 15 games last year. And then it was one of those ones that, hold on, he wants to move? Like, he's actually going all right. Why would you want to leave? It just did not make any sense whatsoever and then when you hear homesick or whatever it is look, that, that's, that's their decision I'm not going to sit around and talk about that crap but yeah, it, was, it was a strange one considering it's like hey it's 45 minutes down the road like it's not that that bad just be honest and say look I don't want to play for Collingwood I want to go to Geelong that's, well, that's you know crazy. what I mean you hear, just say it and then it'll be okay fair enough you don't want to play there you don't want to play there I mean
1: then ultimately you know his contract is fired. He, he just priced himself out of it category zony for a guy who's like a second year player. Um, he's making demands that, you know, like Time was saying, we're not paying this and um was not actually being unreasonable. You know, you gotta think of Colin that if you ask for a big contract, they're will a little bit of you. So he's asking the there. So he's just done everything it seems, you know, he's needs to do to get back to Geelong, get to Geelong. And he, like play his brother. And you seriously think after the winning a flag this year he's gonna be start
0: of opportunity to get into that senior side. They, they, they brought in, home. and and that's the thing that you just go hold on. So they lose Selwood, okay. Yes, they are. They've got that core group of, who's sitting over thirty. But they brought in Braun. They brought in. Ours. They got to pick seven. And you sit back and hold on. They just brought in four first rounders this year. How? What, what? Oh, and Henry. Sorry, he was one of them. He was the other. He was the So they brought in four first rounders this year. To replace Selwood, like it, it, there's only one spot, and they've got you know four to bring in. I don't know how they're going to do it. So,
1: yeah, good on him
0: um,
1: yeah. for doing free. it. But in the grand final side, nah, he? he got dropped. he had a hamstring or something. You need, there's another one there that's sort of going to be mm-hmm. try, be vying for a spot. Um, I, mean, I I saw an article I didn't read it, but uh, I saw an article about. I'm talking about playing in his half back, which I thought was interesting. Well, that's really been trying. He's, he's not the most physical blackout. Yeah. But
0: I can't see him last five minutes there either. So I was curious, is like, when Nathan is Buckley... What's he gonna gonna take? Is he going to take Stewart? Is he going to take um, Tui's spot? Needs about 12 he so we can get a look in. Ah, exactly. So I don't know what's going to happen. But, hey, listen, let's let's talk about your mob. Let's get into the, the nitty-gritty of it. So your you average age is sixth. Which some people thought that you're quite a young team, but I think it's it's what we said earlier. You've got that probably about eleven or twelve that are sitting over that 20...
1: five hundred. You're like well into their thirties. Now was top and yep. Al and Pendles side bottom sidey. Yeah. You and know, even like guys like Chris, I mean, Chris is like twenty nine, and then Adam is like 29. So you got like a number of guys there, right there. and the, the problem obviously is once you get to that age, longevity becomes an issue. It doesn't, doesn't take a lot to finish your career. So, you know, like Buckley's best example. When you play a colony, he won Crowlong in 03. That was effectively last full year as a mid. The next two years he had injuries and came back in 06 as a forward. And then I 07, you pretty much missed the whole year. So at that age the body can just go, look, I've had enough. So and if
0: really- you have a look at those names as well, too, that are at that top bracket, they're they're walking starts. Pendlebury, Howe, Sidebottom, Cox, Elliott. Majek, Mitchell, Hoskin Elliott, Taylor, Crispy is 29. You got McStay, you got Darcy, who's your number one Ruckman, Darcy Moore, Jordan DeGoey, Braden Maynard, and then it stops. 26 is Billy Frampton. So out of all those names, you, you literally got what, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 15 of your starting 23, uh, 26 and above.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have guys like Oscar Nolan out here replaced this year. Like, it's a by new options. Yep. It doesn't happen in the past six years. So I guess but yeah, I mean, it, it, you're look at like your side. You're always looking at your best plan and you're going, okay, these guys are vulnerable with here. But I'm looking at this side, okay, I can't imagine who's going to come in and push out some of them. No, and that's... I mean, mean, probably was the one who wouldn't have done it if anyone was going to do it. Yeah, you yeah. want to see some of the, the younger talent knocking at the door. I don't think we've had that. Consistency for a number of years. We went that whole motor approach um, with all those second rounders yep. that may or may do something. Um, without other than that, this is really nothing of quality. You've
0: beat, you're a victim of your own success. That's what it is. Is that you've had all this? When I say sustained success, you've been up there for a while. It's like we're, we're just going to keep playing them. we're going to keep playing them, and we don't regenerate it. when unlike Hawthorne, you go, oh, we'll just turn them over. We'll just turn them over. Who you know. Mitchell, we don't have to be here anymore. You know, Lewis, don't have to be here anymore. We'll just we'll just move you on if, if we have to to try and get those those games in.
1: Well, uh, under, under Buckley. I'm not blaming Buckley, <laughs> with, 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 but I um, want cultivation wasn't great. A lot of young guys really didn't come on. I was just sort of middling for quite a while. You know, and probably the only one that really came on was Grumpy, Baynard the only two. And the rest of it would come up and look okay and then go back down. Yep. So, again, I'm not playing Buckley. It's just whatever the, the mechanism... development,
0: develop, sort of that, that first to four-year development level just hasn't
1: Yeah on. I don't yeah, Whereas were a lot of lucky They really sort of cultivated players really well. And when they brought guys in from other clubs, like Penance and Holland and Wakeland and the like, they just sort of went next level. So, the development wasn't great. Again, not playing Buckley, but um, the playing development was great. And part of that, I think, was just, you know, they had a lot of injuries and then they were playing with those guys who were like first fourth round picks who just probably didn't have been at that level. Yep. So again, that's where that hole is still trying to fix. And, and it's
0: that false economy again, look because you have a look at your average games, it's seventy-three sitting sixth as well too. But once again, if you take that upper echelon out, you yeah. experience lists as well too. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know, it looks great on paper, but if you just sort of scrape away the the, the, the top layer and just maybe get down a bit deeper. It's not as as pretty as looks. Outside no, no, of that, you've got circling
1: back to where we started, where we surprised you with our outlook on that, and that's the reasons why. I mm. think a lot of people really get caught up in the hype of the season and, and think, well, the, the natural progression now is well, top fours and Monty will will we'll be aiming for a flag this year. I just don't think it's that flank up. No. no, I mean no. If it comes to 206, the two hundred six to 2010 you could see, you know, you had you know, the Pendlebury Thomas. Um, side-bottom beams, Brown, red, Cloak, Swan, all these sort of young players. So you looked at him and you thought, look, these guys have talent. Give them games, they're going to develop and they're going to go next level. And you've got guys there like Pembroke. I mean, Tom Tom is not remembered highly enough because his last years were a sham under Carlton. But from that 209 to 211, he was a champion. He was a really good player. Then ankle. ankles came back, back down to the pack. And I you know, just was sort of saying, they had talent. You can see in that talent, Bay weren't just player players, they were like really good players. I mean, like I want to say, like when you look at the draft, you get players who are like good, or top five, you get players who are good players, but then you get players like the cracker. You know, you look at him, he's a freak. You know, Crips, you know, you look at him, he's a freak. He's not just a player player, but then you get sort of the other ones. I should you know, guys like Mark Murphy, that they're really good players. But are they that yeah, freak? And it's like, no. Um, so at Collingwood, you have sort of guys with that potential. I mean, is still playing fifteen years on. So, you saw the talent explosion potential in there, and that's what happened in 2010. They really all just went next level. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, you put a look at it besides Nick Bancroft, you go, Who's going to be the super freak here? And it's like, Oh, I don't I think that there's actually someone there. No, I mean, you look at the guy and you want him to be there, but every year you have in the same population. And then he has moments of brilliance, and then he can vanish. Who's that? Yeah. the guy. Oh. You just don't yeah, get
0: that. It's so. one week and Bored Lolly's the next. He, you sit yeah. back and go, this is, if he, he reminds me of Nick Curios. Like if he just put his mind to it and took all the other distractions out and just focused solely on football, he could be top five player in the league. He's not
1: that sort of player that can do it all on his own and drag people along nah,
0: with
1: him. No. Nah. Part of a, an ensemble. He'd be better at a, at a good club. He'd be doing brilliant work, but yep. for us, I a few of the others like and Round Mitchell, and if Nick makes it into the midfield this year, he'll be he'll be a better player because of the uh, of the likes of there, not through any increase in his output. He'll
0: just look yeah, because he's going to have other bodies taking a lot of yeah. that grunt he's work. A, where he can, he's, he's been around for a while now, I remember mean, He's been had a really good year. I think the track was
1: drafted the year before him, and so of all going like shoulder to shoulder, right? not of the guy
0: was probably though know, the not had a shot so far in anything because of the ball and consistency yeah he, he, had a, he had a year off because of his knee so he did his knee in his first season, didn't even play and then came on board and it, it has taken a while like he was a forward, and but then it' was probably I reckon three oh, probably four years ago he, he really that 2018 season was the spark and then it just sort of took off from there You've got to give some players can just do it from day one. Some players take a bit of time as well too and some players. They just don't get what they should get out of them. And to go, he's one of those ones that I reckon you'd love to have him, but you'd also, you just, hug. I don't say hate, but get frustrated with like, just, we know you've got it. And we just wish you'd be a little bit more like this guy or a little bit more like this guy and just dedicate yourself instead of well, that's big, you know, you know, dressing you gowns. Get,
1: you can pick what, speak to whatever you want, I And mean, it's like, you're one of the guys who you really need to go to the next level. Yep. You know, it's not Jack Ginnifer, for example, was taken as a lower pick or a rookie pick or whatever it was. Like you're a top ten pick. You obviously have the talent. We need you to go to the next level, not to just tease us with it, but to do it the, the whole season. Be all Australian. You know, you are the one who has to carry the midfield into the next generation. Not Penderbury. He's the one who should still be doing it at thirty five. It needs to be you at 25, 26. Yeah. that's natural progression. Um, but you know, it's going to be Nick Dayhoff. I mean, Nick Dayhoff will do it this year, and people will marvel at how you know, how precocious he is
0: for his age and all that. That's only time. one player. And that's the frustrating thing. And I can, say. I think that's the message from now is, is like, but that's only one player. Like, who else is going to step up? I mean, I'll be trying to him. That's two. You need probably about six. Well, yeah, I mean, up. I mean, because bottom, your, your, your top players are going to get you through the regular season. But when it comes to finals, it's your bottom six. That is the difference.
1: Yeah. You know, and i I never thought Chris had the sort of ceiling that he's shown. So, mm. not even credit for getting where got gotten, because I never thought he had that in him. Yep. But they really need a lot more in that midfield. That midfield looks really patchy at times. Um, there are times, you know, where just with rock, not winning the ruck and then the midfield not winning the ball, which just walked out way too easily. And the goal is the he should be the prime candidate. The and as far as Mick Galgos goes at 18, 90, he should not be the one being asked to carry that responsibility. It yeah. should be those guys in
0: their 20s. And it's a big responsibility because if you have a look at your draw, you've got the eighth hardest draw this year, completely different to what you had in the previous season. You play the Crows twice, you play Brisbane twice, you play Carlton twice, Essendon twice, Geelong twice, and Port Adelaide twice as well too. That's not, especially when you look at Brisbane, Carlton, Geelong, who they're thinking are all top four teams. That's that's a bit ugly. And then your first four is along away, Port at home, Richmond at home, and Brisbane away.
1: And Brisbane are really, really really really, say because again, like I was talking about, you know, where's the improvement come from? And they've picked up Dunkley and who's the other guy? Um, Ashcroft. Yeah, you know, they pick up players where you go, oh, Oh, where's the improvement coming from? uh, And mistake leaving. So, but I'm I'm, not, Casting this version of the mistake so because you look at that one side where Banner had been a play and they actually looked a lot better. You no, know, when they didn't have the free ball buff. You know,
0: her focused. focused, exactly. So, yeah. And that just gave Hipwood a bit more room to move as well, too. Yeah.
1: So if they like, they should have been looking at it well, maybe let's try this next year without one of these guys here, which is going to be a mistake. Um, but anyway, like, looking at that have brought in who's quite a play. Buckley is immediately going to improve that midfield. Collingwood, um, you know. You got these guys who might come up really well, like when I said, I really have hopes on Hill. Mitchell should do it. But then again, the other thing is the synergy of how well like, they play together in terms of chemistry. Uh you know, you can bring players and stuff like this quick. Yep. Yeah, no, I I I, I think be the one for us. And that that's a sad thing to say for a bike coming at 30. But one of our deficiencies was was, was clearances, and he'll he'll have a oh, meeting. He yeah. so.
0: could. could get is Barry, available? Maybe get two for the price of one. Maybe some right? women. it's uh Barry it's five, five games, so I oh, should have got him, father's son. It it have been been been. He, could, he could play too, Barry Mitchell. He 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 got, wasn't he the first million dollar man? Yeah, he was. Um, he was the first million dollar man? When got that big one from Carlton.
1: Yeah, we, we Carlton wanted to get him. We took him in the draft just to fight Carlton, and then we couldn't fit him inside. Then <laughs> he went to Carlton anyway. So it's a
0: he anyway. A bit of for it. All right, gentlemen, it's time for the ski double up. Uh, I call it the uh, the least Smiley uh, ski double up. So, teams who you can see on the rise this year, teams you can see on the slide this year. Who uh, comes to mind? And if you want to throw your own team in there, be as biased as you want or not biased as you want. I don't think there's a relationship after the slide because you're
1: getting smashed that much in the grand final can be psychologically damaging. Yep. Yeah, I think he was the first one that sprung to my mind as well. Yeah. Um, I think we'll, we'll I mean, we'll go backwards, but only by a couple of things, I think. So you wouldn't yep. probably consider that a slide, just a mm-hmm. step backwards. Yep. Well, no should be improved, I don't know, and she's, she's well, going not. Nah, yeah, forget it, Peter Miranda. Um, it's
0: okay. It's okay. You didn't you are. You are. I don't
1: think he came back from straight set do you? No, he does That's it. He's got a lot for everything. Yeah, at Redhead, there's a bit of cool, Have so
0: they started a new Hey, leave my best mate Clayton Oliver alone. A ginger Ninja. You'd love him, wouldn't you,
1: Pies? Yeah, yeah easy. We'd pay $14 for 24
0: years. <laughs> so, Sydney going down. Sydney going down. Pies going down.
1: Anyone else? Pies going down the spot of poo. I think it'd be other oh, finish. Let's get rid of, him. No Christmas, yep. Christmas is not the of them. No bunk we a hard one to red they got some like some they're just bread water. <laughs> you, you would have thought they would be a lot more powerful. Than you would have thought a few years ago. Yeah, bag like, uh, yeah, You never know what you're gonna get. That is
0: that, that, that is they are the Forest Gumps, aren't they? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. because you just you watch the way they play in finals and it's just almost like you you had it on toast, they had when they had the, the finals up in Brisbane a couple of years, you thought they were going to dominate it. And they just, it's just something that you look at them and go, I know you've got 99% of it, but I just still don't, tr- oh, there's a trust factor, I think, with, with them at the moment, yeah. especially around their forward line with, with um, Darcy, sorry, Danaher and Hipwood. They, uh, there's too much reliance on Cameron. If Cameron doesn't kick a bag, it makes it difficult really difficult. So even though they've got all those mid-half forwards, et cetera, there's just something about them. But you can't fault them for their recruiting this year. And also remember, they also picked up Pierce Hanley as well, which people have been forgetting about. Um, in about the, ladder, the awesome. bottom eight, you see, bottom part of the the ladder, you can see sort of making a climb this year or going North, really backwards. North North. They were out
1: the so that would be good for them. Yep. I think Essendon will... all, Essen is here. They'll, they'll annoy us a few. It's still in Carlton. I mean, Carlton, in fact, I mean, Carlton. Surely in like you just have to kick it to, you know, and yeah. um, that should be your whole game plan. The uh, Carlton one's so interesting because I've got to like I said, I don't have to leave in box game plan, which is just crash packs and win the ball. Um, with that side, with that personnel, you think they should, if, like, if they had pray as coach, I'd like to flag last year. Uh, you know, that,
0: the quick, direct no, I mean, they I had to make finals. Remember, first <laughs> they still had to make finals. They had that issue first of getting to that top eight. Yeah, one of had the things they I think they would have made it easier. Just having mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the game solves new systems. Why they have uh, outside yep. of the midfield just cracking the pack? Carlton and Essendon probably two you think they'd leap up. Um, Richmond's actually issue on that. They might actually skyrocket with Toronto and Hop. Yeah, get All right. But who else is there? Poor Adelaide, they'll sink further. They're just incompetent. <laughs> how, how long has Hinkley been? He's been here since about 1964.
0: I mean, he about? Uh, well, if you listen to my co-host with the most, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace, he can't wait for the day that Hinckley leaves. Yeah. He's he came across one of the convict ships, Hinckley. He's been around
1: Yeah, that he, yeah. He, he was with um Captain Cook. Oh, I'm not angry. You'd think he would be angry if your coach had uh, that's a prerequisite.
0: Yeah, but who's your uh, Who's your you premier? You got a premier for me? Who's going to take it out? Matthew guy.
1: <laughs> no, 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 like
0: no, no! One that might actually win back. something, not actually go backwards. Oh. backwards.
1: I think it's pretty hard to have answers from you from the bottom. <laughs> Depending on what the rest of the competition decide to do. It'd yeah. be hard to, to not look at Geelong and think they could almost go
0: back-to-back. Back. Yep. But because they just have such a... a few injuries that certainly bring them back. But I had a real, like an injury run there. Run, injury run was pretty good last year. So I think, you know, what do they say? 100% is hard work, and then everything else after that is luck. And they had luck on their side pretty much, but they were also smart the way that they rested players throughout the year. So I think there's going to be a lot of clubs who look at that and go, we, that's something that we, we should do as well. But yeah, that, that is a common theme with Geelong. Anyone else that uh, you, you sort of got your eyes on?
1: No, not it would be interesting with Grundy there. I mean, the Ford lines is the issue. I mean, it was last year. Ben Brown was exposed was a little bit too easy. Um, McDonald was a big loss. So maybe instead of Grundy, you should have went after Chris Dawes again or someone like that. Aye, I um, leave Dawesy alone. I don't know, I like um, Yeah, I mean, I'm an interesting one. It's, it's a lot of it. I'd probably say Brisbane, but then they would just like me. I'll throw I'm in, in there. They, you
0: you can say Brisbane probably not a Yeah. And that, look, that's been a common theme. Brisbane's been a common theme. Uh, I actually did have someone say, uh, someone's, the biggest prediction so far, um, if you haven't heard it, listen to it, uh, Tommy Roker said Gold Coast is going to make top four. Great. But then he went through the reasonings behind it and he actually has a bit of a bit of sustainability to it as well too because they, they were pretty good last year and they get Ben King in
1: as well. I mean, you can't so, be terrible at at
0: some point they've got to do something. Yeah, at some, you're right, at some point they've got to do something as well too. At um, some point you guys are going to be doing something this year as well too, the Collingwood Rant. What's, what's, what do you got in store for your listeners this year? Was it when you guys kick off, when you get stuck into it, what's the the structure of your show? How many times a week? Well it's like um, we haven't actually worked out, but we're gonna start <laughs> we keep
1: thinking well, we should do some sort of preview thing. Yeah. yeah. Does this qualify? You could just take this one. Take it some rebranding. Yeah, just rebrand, re-brand it. Go for it. We had all these guest stars uh, like high profile guest uh, lined up a couple of years ago. And then they just all going to into lockdown. So it's, uh, we're trying to get some of those ones back. Don't we? Yeah, there's like a really star start of line. I do this would be cool. And they just all went. I think like the week before they we started, you know, back into like, I don't know, lockdown five or something. So hopefully we're going to get a few of them in pre-season. Um, otherwise, you just hear us talking, you know, the usual random characters, yeah, and drinking beer. and. do uh, Maybe we're going to be it. bit comedy-centric this year.
0: Gentlemen, you love your club. And that, that, that's as simple as it gets. You do yeah, this you, know, you, know, football stars you You might not love the the, the the playing group or the coaching group, but you love, love the love Collingwood it. Football Club. So let's just I'm put that I in. I'm the coach and the playing group. Just, yeah. just, just, just may not like the results, but oh, that's all right. So, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, you are absolute superstars. I was just saying, you know, listen, this is the third year that we've caught up. And it means a hell of a lot to me because a lot, of, uh, a lot of the casters that I'm doing our previews with this year, it is our third year. So it's just that relationship that we have where we can just reach out and go, gents, would you like to be part of it again? And they just go, yep, love it, book it in as well too. So I can't thank you guys enough because uh, the success that we have, uh, especially when it comes to the Collingwood supporter group, it has a lot to do with you as well too. So Sly and Spook from the Collingwood Rants, I have one quick question for you. And it's simply this, gentlemen. How do you want your footy? Lace out, uh, lace out, please. You can have it lace out. And Collingwood supporters, that is your 2023 preseason review. I've actually got you guys sitting in the top eight, but just outside the top four. Mm.
1: I've got to see the top 16, so I'm pretty confident. That's a good
0: start. As long as it's above Essendon and uh, maybe north, you're in a good spot. Have a great week, listeners, and uh, enjoy footy. Gentlemen, you two are superstars. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ace out.